Dave zooms to Montreal to talk with Hal Jakes. Hal shares that when the pandemic started, experts stated it would be 12 to 19 months before a vaccine would be in play. He did the math and knew things wouldn't be getting back to normal until fall 2021 or later. Hal notes people are demonstrating resilience in the face of pandemic adversity. He misses making music with his band and feels like parts of his life are on hold. Hal sees the light at the end of the tunnel, and like all of the people of the pandemic, looks forward to spring. Bonjour, salut, and welcome to the pandemic show. Today we're talking to Hal Jakes in Montreal. Bonjour, Hal. Bonjour, salut. Ça va? Ça va très bien. Oui, ça va. Thank you very much for taking time out of your life to talk with us today. We're in February, cold, wintry weather. Although here in Ontario today, it is actually mild and sunny. It's quite beautiful out. Same here. Yeah, it was really cold and snowy the last little while. And then today it's it's quite beautiful, actually, quite warm. I know we need it because the pandemic in the winter seems to be even tougher than the pandemic in the summer. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think you're right. So could you tell us what was your life like in before times? It involves a lot of playing music with my band and has a few music projects going, working on the weekends, rehearsing a lot and practicing a lot during the weeks, visiting family out of province. We'd go on road trips and (laughs) the before times and we'd visit people and in Ontario. My partner's family is from Halifax. So we get out to Halifax at least once or twice a year. Going to a lot of shows as well. What, what you would expect so, somebody living in Montreal. Like it. Yeah. Going out, gathering, spending yeah, time sure. on the plateau. Yeah. Summers in the park, like meeting up with friends in the park, going to restaurants. We try to go to like dine out once a week just to support the local restaurants and not have to cook and stuff like that. It was quite different. At first, I didn't think it was that different once the pandemic started started i thought well my life hasn't changed too much i'm still going to work just i wasn't able to jam but at first it was just a little break from jam and then things started slowly started to add up i guess over time the pandemic here started in earnest march 2020 was that about the time it swept into quebec yes it was right around saint patrick's day i want to say just before saint patrick's day actually i think because saint patrick's day parade was canceled and that was a big deal it's a big deal here in montreal it's canceled again this year the second year in a row um, which is a big deal for the city. Uh, I remember that was like one of the first big things that we that we didn't get to do. I think at the very beginning of March was like the last show that I went to was like the first week of March. The last band practice I had was that first week of March. Yeah, right around the, the second week of March is where it sort of kicked in. Well, was it similar to Ontario that people really did stay home and try to get their minds around what was safe and what was not safe? From my experience, yes. I've heard some people complain that there's so many people gathering and all this stuff. I was walking around the plateau where I was living at the time and just, you know, walking around the city and being in stores. I thought people were generally following the rules to a T. There was the odd time where I'd see a big group of people in the park who weren't following the social distancing guidelines, but it stood out to me. I noticed that. I think for the most part, people really did adhere to it. At least the people that I was around did. People were, you know, genuinely a little bit scared of getting sick and dying and just not really sure what was happening. So 
people in my circles, I think we're pretty good about it. You, you hear about gatherings that do happen and, you know, certain bars that were open and spreading the virus and things like that. But I think that's few and far between in those examples sort of stand out. March, people were just staying at home. Was it a lockdown? Like in, on, in Ontario, it was a lockdown. The schools were shut. People were told to stay home. There was no one on the roads. I, It reminded me of the August 14th, 2003 blackout in some regard, except that, oh, for, the yeah. opposite, that for the opposite reason, because that everybody was outside. That yeah. It was like when Pokemon Go came out, like, where did all <laughs> these people come from? But it reminded me of that in the sense that it was the opposite, that it was really a ghost town. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a real ghost town here for sure. After a certain time, you wouldn't see anybody out. Like absolutely it was a ghost, it was a ghost town. Yeah, it was it was very it was very strange for sure. It, was, it took a little bit of sort of getting used to it. I, th- I think people generally were, yeah, pretty good at the beginning. It seemed like we had a common purpose and everybody was on the same page in the sense of let's get some information and figure out what we need to do to get through this. It seems like there's a lot of, there's a different vibe now. It seems people like we're in the middle of winter. We're in a second lockdown. Numbers really spiked in Ontario. And it, it does feel hard. The isolation and the winter. Is it similar in Quebec? Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty resilient as humans. And I think we, we do pretty well. I think we did pretty well at the start. And I, I think it's just starting to wear on people more and more. It is starting to wear on me. Even it's starting to wear, I think, most people. I find it strange when people are are surprised that we're still in this pandemic, that we still have this lockdown, that we still have all these things. I remember the beginning when it first started, I was really curious, how long is this going to last? And the experts were saying it normally takes 12 to 18 months to develop a vaccine and then time to vaccinate people. I did the very simple math. Wow, it's going to be like maybe fall 2021 or even later than that when things start to get back to normal. That was my expectation from the beginning. A month or two in when people are like, this has gone on long enough. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, you have a long way to go, man. Like they <laughs> said, 18 months. What do you expect? I, I can see why people are frustrated for sure and why people are over this and you know are just sick of it. But at the same time, you know, I think it's managing our own expectations and what we sort of expect, like how long we expect this to last and what we expect to happen. Montreal is a global city. A piece of my heart lives in Montreal. From Tam Tams to Picnic Electronique, the food, the jazz fest, the, just the culture. Such a beautiful city. One of the trends we're seeing in Toronto and other global cities like San Francisco is that rents are coming down and people are leaving. Some amount of people are leaving the city. Are you seeing that or hearing about that in Montreal? I've heard about it. Like I've heard that people are are moving away from the city. I don't have any uh, examples of people that I know. I've heard that people are moving away from the city, I guess, just to avoid the, the harsher lockdown restrictions to stay a little safer when there's less people around in general. Here, if I want to go to the grocery store, practicing social distancing, there's generally a long lineup. There's not all the time, but there, there te- sometimes tends to be a bit of a lineup. It's a little busier in the city. So people are probably a little more afraid of that stuff. Yeah, people are moving out. It is something I never expected waiting outside in the cold to get groceries in the winter. It takes a little getting used to, but I, I mean, if you're properly dressed, I guess you just make do, right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. What's, what's Montreal been like? It was such a thriving cultural mecca uh now you're in the music industry you you haven't done a show since march 
how are you and your band surviving in all of this? It's been really hard. I mean, we like with my band, we've we tried doing stuff online. Like we're we're trying to write a little bit right now, and uh, it's just not the same. Like we 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 need to be in a, in the same room together, vibing, bouncing ideas off each other. So we've I don't want to say we've come to a halt, but we're we're pretty much at a point where we now in order to move forward, we need to be in the same room together, vibing off each other in the same room together. If we want to do things to, to the best of our ability. So things have been kind of at a, just at a halt for us. It feels like life is on hold. I know that a lot of venues were really struggling for a long time. I'm, I'm friends with some people who own a venue and they basically turned into more of a merch company now than a venue. Like they've been selling t-shirts to raise money to keep their bar afloat. Uh, well, you know, a lot of them are relying on Justin Trudeau's money as well and the benefits and stuff. Things are just kind of on hold as nice as it is for people to be doing live stream shows and things like that, trying to, you know, keep things moving, keep momentum going. It's just not the same. I think everyone will admit it's just not the same. Yeah. Everything's sort of on hold. It just feels like everything is, feels like time has sort of stopped is to me is what it feels like. It feels like time has stopped as far, for a lot of things, like for the music, for the shows and things like that. It's just sort of stopped and we're just waiting. That's what it feels like to me. I'm involved in jamming with some friends, Carmen's Whistle Pigs. We jam sometimes on Zoom, but it stinks because you can't hear everybody at the same time. Yeah. I've heard with TikTok, one person can record their part and then another person can record on top of it. So it's interesting how different technologies have different opportunities to interact musically. But I 100% agree, unless you can get together in the same vicinity. And now in the winter, you can't, it's not very comfortable to get out together outside to yeah. socially distance and practice. Did you ever do that with the band, do stuff outside before the weather turned? No, we didn't. There were times during the summer and a little bit in the fall where our, our jam space was open, like where restrictions were loosened a little bit. So we had a couple of glimpses, like a couple of brief windows mm-hmm. where there was like a shimmer of hope. And we got together and we had a jam. We're like, next week, we'll do it again. We got together again. And we're like, yeah, we're on a roll. And then it's like lockdown again, you know? So it's like, we kind of just got the ball rolling again and then locked down. And we tried sending files over the internet. It's like, you know, I've got this part. Can you add to this? Sure, I can add to this. Well, then you add to this. But, you know, like when we're writing together in a room, if we play something, we say, that wasn't quite right. Let's try this other way. No, that wasn't quite. Let's try this other way. Okay, that's a little closer. Let's try. You can just in real time figure stuff out. There's a lot more opportunity to do real time revision. Yeah, and we can't do that now. It's really been fascinating experiences pandemic as a social creature humans a pack animal and we can't gather we can't do so many of the things that we get such joy and happiness from in groups it's it makes me envious of places like new zealand on the island there where they are getting together and kids are having birthday parties and there's there's that freedom and that lack of worry to gather I can't wait to experience that again. What do you think is going to bring that about in the after times? Make us feel safe gathering again. Do you think it's going to be the vaccine? Do you think so many people will just get sick over time? What do you think is going to help us get to that point of the after times being able to gather worry-free? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, it's really all speculation, but I think the vaccine will play a big part in it. I think, yeah, summer, maybe when we can sit outside again, people might loosen up a bit if the restrictions are loosened up, I don't really know. I don't really know. And I, and I worry too, like this is going to happen more and more often. Like that's what people are saying. The experts are saying that we're, that this type of pandemic is going to happen more and more often. I feel like we need to figure something out. We have to be more prepared for the next one. I think you being more prepared for the next one will make people more 
we'll give people a little, little bit of hope. But as far as for this one to end, like when we're going to feel like, okay, we're back to normal. I don't know. The vaccine, Trudeau said by August or September, people are, if you want a vaccine, you will be able to get it. I think he said something like that in the news recently. So I'll take that for what it is. I don't know. I, once everybody's va- vaccinated, I don't see why we wouldn't feel more comfortable. I'm going to give the vaccine a try as soon yeah. as I can. Beggars can't be choosers, but I want the Moderna vaccine because my understanding is that one of my everyday heroes, Dolly Parton, contributed to the development of the Moderna vaccine. Do you think you might have had coronavirus already? I, I don't think so. I guess it's possible I could be, what do they say, asymptomatic. It's possible. I I have not even noticed anything like a scratchy throat or anything through all this. I feel like I've been healthier than normal, through, maybe because I've been more socially inactive. Uh, maybe that's why I feel like I haven't caught any bugs or been sick or had a cold really or anything. I feel like I've been pretty healthy this entire year. So I don't think I've had it. I've talked to other people who think that they've maybe had it. I have a friend who was pretty sure he had it back in January of last year. So I don't know when like he said he had a crazy sickness last January. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. My family bubble, we all got really sick last February. And then I got it in March. Some of the people in the family were going to get x-rays for pneumonia or whatnot. But then if you want to find out if you had it, you got to spend, you got to get a note from your doctor, which I think costs 25 bucks in Ontario. Then you got to spend 75 bucks at Life Labs. So then you're in for a hundred bucks and then it tells you you might've had it or, or you didn't have it. But then does that even mean anything? Because I'm under the impression you can get it more than once possibly. It's possible to get it more than once. Yeah. So you, you think you had it? Yeah, I was really sick, like fevers and chills. That's one of the fun games to play. Do you think you had it? Something yeah. to talk about during the <laughs> pandemic and all right, which yeah. vaccine do you want to get? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I don't really know the, the difference between the vaccines, but I'm definitely open to either, like either one for sure. I'm not afraid of no vaccine. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I think what do you think after we get through this and we're gathering again? We might have a bit of a more of a mask culture like you see in other continents around the world where when people are sick, they'll wear a mask out of courtesy to others. Or do you think it'll just go back to almost how it is now still where people have to go to work when they're sick? That's a really good question. Uh, I would like to think that this would make people more compassionate and more polite and more respectful of other people when they're sick. I think for the majority of people who are wearing masks, they'll probably be happy when they don't have to wear a mask again. I know I'm going to be happy when I don't have to wear a mask again, but being sick now or like being sick in the future when there's no pandemic, I think I would wear a mask. Yeah, I think I would do that. Like it, you're right. It is common, like a lot of Asian cultures and, and, and whatnot, just out of like a sign of respect. You know, you don't want to get other people sick, which I didn't realize that that was, I mean, maybe <laughs> I'm just dumb, but I didn't realize that that was why we saw people wearing masks in other places. It was like, why are they wearing masks all the time? But then we learned, or I learned, learned since that it's, you know, they're just, it's out of respect and politeness. And I think that's really commendable. It's interesting awesome. just to see communities and cultures that are so based on collective action and mutual respect. Cause have, yes. having watched how North America has gone through this and the animosity and the meanness, it really has made me shake my head. The lack of civility yeah. that you see online. I mean, I think we're getting better in the sense that the wear a mask or don't wear a mask crowd is at least being a little bit more civil to each other. Yeah, I think you're right. But, oh, it's, it's, it is alarming. If I say something on Facebook, the QAnon crowd, the people I know that have been brainwashed by this QAnon stuff start chirping and they make absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat, man. I've got some friends who are in that, uh, that same crowd and it's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Sometimes they'll send me stuff. My 
bull crap detector is like flashing it's bright red as soon as i start watching i'm like what is this garbage like can you not it feels so fabricated and all you have to do is google google the people's names and do a little background check on some of these videos to see if they've been debunked yeah but that doesn't even matter that doesn't even that doesn't even shake or phase a lot of people who believe in this stuff that's just further proof that it's a massive cover-up you know yeah it's, it's wild to me it's it's alarming one of the things i've noticed about the pandemic it's really shown us the weaknesses and the shortcomings in our society that existed before example how we treat our seniors like sos yeah. save our seniors absolutely our food supply and our dependence on migrant workers how people with substance abuse issues are treated how we're not really addressing mental health i know Mental health is a big thing right now in February 2021, lockdown 2.0. Hear so many people talking about how challenging it is to deal with this isolation on top of all of the other things. Uh, It's shown us so many things. I hope that we can come together as a society to address some of them. And I hope there'll be the political will. Now, I don't think we're going to get there with the current provincial government in Ontario. But what's the provincial government like in, in Quebec? similar i think to ontario not someone that i would vote for that's for sure not someone uh, that i think is doing a very good job but i mean that's pretty standard with politics i think i'm generally not too happy with the person he's in i think a lot of the time for me is that it seems like not a lot of thought goes into certain decisions decisions are made and you think how come this is happening but such and such isn't in ontario right now it seems like a lot of decisions are being made that are benefiting the premier's friends in the development industry and the people that contribute to the political party's campaigns yeah. you know roads going through wetlands development of environmentally sensitive areas rolling back conservation authorities abilities to protect our natural capital for future generations and all of this is going on during a pandemic. Now, the federal government seems to have stu- stepped up in the beginning with supporting people, the frontline yeah. Canadians with the CERB and other different social supports. But it burns me up in Ontario. The province is sitting on $6 billion of federal money and senior citizens are dying. People that work in long-term care, like the personal support workers, no change has been made to support them. I'm hoping that this pandemic we'll get the good people talking and organizing. And I really do believe if the people lead, the government will follow. I hope so. I hope you're right. The thing that makes me worry about that is that, you know, if if you look at what happened to our seniors during the first wave, it was absolutely horrible. And you think, oh my God, how how are we not better prepared to handle this? How did we not see that coming? Like, you know, you have a conversation with anyone and they're like, it takes out older people. Well, where are there lots of older people in senior centers? It just seems like an obvious thing. We have to be really careful with that. The fact that that happened the first wave is horrible. The fact that it's happening again, it's like, how did we not learn? Like we should have known. We had time. We had time to do, to do things, to change things, to improve things, to adapt. Exactly. I guess that's the problem with some of these, with the, provincial governments, they have their own agenda of privatization, deregulation, those types of things. And they don't respond to major crises just to save people. Or that's, that's how it feels. That's how it feels here in Ontario, because I know that we as citizens have adapted. We're washing our hands more. We're physically distancing. We're wearing these masks. So we've had time to adapt and the government 
doesn't seem to have adapted to protect our most vulnerable, our seniors. You know, that's we touched on it briefly earlier when you were talking about more of a, a collective mentality in other countries. In North America, it's a really self-centered society. And like, yeah, there's just, it's, a, there's like a, a weird, I mean, freedom is obviously really important and we should, all, we should fight for our freedom. That's very important. But there's a weird obsession with freedom in the States. And there's a lot of trickle over to Canada as well. This like over obsession with freedom. And rarely is it about freedoms that affect everybody, you know, freedom, like of having a shelter or of having food to eat or anything. It's always a freedom. It's always my freedom. Me, 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 me. This weird obsession with personal freedom that, and to an extent where it trumps, you know, more communal freedoms. As much as I can say, you know, the government's doing a bad job. I would hate to be in their position right now. I wouldn't want to be Good in a position point. of power trying to like navigate this because if you do one thing, you got one group of people yelling at you, you do another thing, you do another group of people yelling at you. So it's just like, you're kind of stuck in the middle. You can't really win. Um, and it's, and it's got to be challenging for them because so many people don't recognize the corresponding responsibilities that come along with our wonderful amount of rights. Absolutely. Yeah, It'd be, exactly. Like people are, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not uh, well enough educated in it to really make a good statement on it, I don't think, but there's like, there's freedoms of like, you have the right, or like you should, you should you have the right to, to like, there's positive freedoms and negative freedoms, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're, you're like, people saying, you know, I should have the right not to wear a mask. We don't want to, but when you're, you know, infringing on other people's freedoms by doing that, which is the part that's like the second half of it that people don't seem to understand. Mm-hmm. which is, I think, what's really killing us. It's like what's really making this stretch out longer than it has to. It makes me think of a Sam Roberts song, We're All In This Together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we should be. It doesn't, it doesn't always feel like we are, but we, we should act more like that, I think. Yeah, it's good. What do you think the world will be like after COVID? You mentioned we might get another COVID pandemic. But do you yeah. think we're going to come through this better off or the same or too soon to really tell? Really tough call. Really tough call. The, the optimist in me says we are going to take this adversity and we are going to grow from it. We're going to become better as a society. We're going to become more patient with each other, more aware of each other, more caring, all these things. But there's, you know, there's obviously the chance that it's going to divide us further. And, you know, it has, it's been pretty divisive. I, I re- there's a chance everything will just go right back to normal, to the way things were, the status quo. I really hope that we learn from this. And as you say, we sort of recognize our weaknesses as a society and say, you know, here are all the, re- here's how we f- have failed in this pandemic. And it's sort of a symptom of a larger issue. So I, I, I hope that you're right. And I, the optimist in me says, yeah, I think we will come out of this you know, better, more resilient, unless you're going to go absolutely crazy. I feel like you have to sort of be a little more resilient during this. You have to be okay with not seeing people and being bored. You have to get better at being bored, more patient with people, more patient. You know, I can't have all the things I used to have. I used to be able to go out and, you know, go to a restaurant on a Friday night. I can't do that anymore. You have to be okay. So if you look at history and, you know, you look at the the great depression and, you know, people, who survived through that era, wear that as a badge of honor and say, oh, I survived the Great Depression and, you know, it made us tougher and it made us stronger. I hope we can say the same thing. I we hope we can. survived the Great Pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. It made us stronger. It made us tougher. It made us more empathetic and compassionate. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if it did? 
It should. I I think we're ready for massive change. I think the pandemic is showing us that the time is here. The months and years to come are going to be very interesting. The amount yeah. of income inequality does alarm me. The, the anti-tax crowd now is saying, oh, we're going to have this huge deficit. But so many people are making money hand over fist. I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if, if we'll have a government that has the courage of their convictions to not just cut our way out of a deficit, but also maybe tax people and corporations that can afford it for the common good. People who have benefited from the pub, from people in the public and society have benefited from this. And, you know, like, sure, people deserve to, you know, make a lot of money if they work really hard and have a good idea and blah, blah, blah. It seems like there should be, there should be some kind of social responsibility to bring other people up with you instead of stepping on people's heads to get to the top. Like, let's all come up together, you know, like, work together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hal, I really appreciate your insights into the pandemic and it is a real treat to talk to someone from La Belle Provence. And it <laughs> sounds like Quebec and Montreal is getting through this. It's not easy, but people are getting through this. I think so. Yeah. For, for all the negative comments that I read online or all the people who are saying these lockdowns, we have a curfew right now. We have to be inside by 8 p.m. For all the hate, for all of these measures that are put in place, for every comment I read that's negative like that, I read 10 of people saying, this is exactly what we need. We need to get out of this. We need to get through this. It's hard not to focus on those people who are denouncing these measures, but there are a lot of people who who understand that we can get through this if we do work together and you know, come out the other side better for it, hopefully. That's a really powerful observation because the venom in some of these comments is so poisonous. It can really knock you down. But you're right. Overall, there's more people making positive comments and trying to get through this in a more more supportive, kind way. Yeah, I agree. Hal, I really appreciate your time. And thanks so much for joining us today on the Pandemic Show. (laughs) I really enjoyed being on the Pandemic Show. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.